0: Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe your way. Well, hello, my wondering friend. How are you today? I'm just waking up. As I record this, it is the beginning of February, and I have been back in the States, in Ohio, for almost two weeks. Uh, as it c- comes out, it'll be closer to a month that I've been back. And, uh, you know, I'm adjusting okay. It was kind of rough the first few days. Um probably took me about four, probably about five days or so until my body clock was adjusting and everything. But adjusting to life, um, new living situation. Shout out to my sister and brother-in-law for giving me such a wonderful place to be staying and taking such good care of me. It's it's been good. I've seen a lot of family so far, I've seen a few friends, got more coming kind of coming up. Catching up with my my local people, so it's all been good. But yeah, I still kind of miss uh, being out on the road. Had a little conversation with a friend of the podcast, Beau Frazier, a couple of days ago and I said I said I'm, I'm kind of ready to go back, <laughs> and go travel again. It's just in my blood. What can I say? I have itchy feet, and I'm always ready to be out exploring. So, getting back into the groove, what I want to do today is a tips episode. Now, we're going to talk about train travel, and the issue with trying to do one sort of blanket episode on trains is that they're different country to country for the most part. So I'm going to kind of just do a little bit of an overarching tips for train travel and just tell you that if you are going to one specific country or maybe a couple of specific countries, you'll have to kind of maybe dive a little bit deeper, hire a travel planner such as myself to help you navigate this. But I want to kind of just start with some, some kind of broad overarching tips to maybe just help you get started as you think about traveling to Europe. Up. Make sure you have all your luggage and belongings with you. And please mind the step down to the platform. The first big tip that I need to offer out there is that you can't travel everywhere by train. So I think a common misconception and a lot of times when I, I maybe get an email from somebody or I'm talking to prospective travel clients, they, they kind of make the assumption that, well, I'll just take a train. And nothing can be further from the truth that you can't, you just can't train everywhere in Europe. The the trains do not go everywhere and it will vary country to country. So before you sort of book everything and just be like, oh, I'll get there by train, you need to check that first because you may not be able to get there by train. You might be able to get there via some other public transportation, like a bus, but you may not, if, you, if you're thinking, oh, I'll just take a train, that may not be the case. Some countries have very extensive rail networks and can be great to travel by train. I'm thinking about places like Switzerland has a pretty extensive rail network. Parts of France do. Germany, they have pretty extensive. Some of the smaller countries, like, you know, maybe like a Belgium or the Netherlands, you can get around pretty easily by train. Parts of Italy, you can get around pretty easily by train. Not all of it, but parts of it. So you need to kind of look to see what the rail network is like before you say that's how I'm going to travel. A lot of countries have very limited rail networks. Ireland is one. Their rail network is very limited. I'd say Parts of Scotland can be that way. Portugal probably is that way. When you get over into some of the Balkan countries, like Croatia doesn't really have an extensive rail network. So you need to be sure what the rail network is like in a specific country before you decide maybe exactly, before you maybe plan out that itinerary, especially if you're like, I don't want to drive, I want to use public transportation, and I'd really rather travel by train than, you know, by bus or, you know, some other means of transportation or like renting a car. Check first. And the best place to go to is really to just kind of Google like, France Rail Network, or something like that. And you will come up with the, you know, you can even actually even see a map of the rail network and the places that you can get to and the places that you can't get to. So that's kind of important. If you're okay with maybe jumping on some buses, that's fine. But if you really want to stick with the trains, then you really want to be sure that you can get where you want to actually get to by train. So that's kind of that first tip is just be sure that you can actually get to places. So if you know that you can get to most of the places that are on your list, on your itinerary. Then you kind of go, okay. Well, how do I go about actually like getting my rail tickets? Do I get a rail pass? Things like that. Calling at, hey, So let's talk about a rail pass first. So a rail passes can be good for people who want flexibility and people who maybe are going to take at least a certain amount of of rail trips. So let's say, for example, you're going to go and you're going to spend maybe 10 days in uh, Berlin, but you want to be able to maybe go and see some other places. That's going to be a base. And you're like, okay, well, where can I get on the train and I can go to and I can do like a day trip? That may be great for you to have a rail pass for something like that because you might want that flexibility. You might be like, okay, today's a good day. I'm going to go here. So you may want to get a rail pass for something like that. Rail passes are good for either a single country, you can get them for multi countries. And You have to know that there may be some journeys that you still would have to make a reservation for. The idea with a rail pass is it gives you the flexibility to just get on any train, but there may be some caveats to that. So read the fine print, you know, for that young kind of college kid that's going to go and spend two months backpacking through Europe. A rail pass can be a great thing because a lot of times they're just maybe kind of jumping from place to place. They have that flexibility with a rail pass. That can be worth it. Sometimes though, point to point tickets can be actually cheaper than a rail pass. So the other thing is, is kind of, you need to weigh and see how often are you going to be taking the rail? How often are you going to be getting on a train or not? You know, maybe you think you're going to get on a train just a couple of times, then point to point tickets are probably fine. It really depends on how much you're going to travel, in what kind of time frame, and what sort of um, kind of region or countries. Are you just sticking with one country? Or are you doing multi countries? I will be putting some links to some resources that will go more in depth, because. It's probably just too much for me to cover in a podcast because like I said, every country is going to be a little bit different and there are going to be different considerations depending on how you're going to travel, how often you're going to be getting on the trains, et cetera. So I will say this though, a rail pass can be worth it, but not always. So don't make the assumption again that I'll just get a rail pass. Not always the best use of your resources, in this case, money. Okay, so point to point tickets, uh, which is typically how I travel, because I'm usually just going from one destination to another. And I've never really used a rail pass because I've never maybe traveled that much by by train. So where do you buy them? Can you just buy them at the station? Should you reserve in advance? Again, some of this depends. As far as should you buy them, wait and just buy them at the station, like right before you're going to jump on a train, maybe not, especially if you're traveling in the busy summer season, I would highly recommend making reservations. Certainly, if you're going to do some sort of night train, you will want to make a reservation and longer journeys are also worth making a reservation. Where do you make these reservations? Where do you book? Can you book this online? Absolutely. So there are the kind of um, aggregate places where you can buy them, such as Rail Europe. I am a fan of Trainline, which is, I believe it's a UK company, and I find that they work really well for places like the UK, for Italy, I believe there's probably, you can get France and Germany, I think some Switzerland on there. The thing to know is that these aggregates may not carry all the train routes, all the train companies. For instance, I had a recent client who was traveling in Portugal and they do not carry the Portuguese lines on, I don't think on either Rail Europe or on the train line. So try those first. Sometimes they may be you, you there may be like a little extra booking fee for it but i find like for me personally i like trainline because i've got the app the app is super easy to use i have literally been like walking from dropping off a rental car walking to the train station and booking a train on my phone it's that easy super super easy to use and so if you can use an app like that go ahead If not, the other place to book is with the individual train company. Kind of like, if you think about it, it's sort of like air. You can book a flight through Expedia or Travelocity or something like that, or you can go directly to Delta or United or American, right? So you can go directly to the individual train company. So for example, Deutsche Bahn, D, otherwise known as kind of like DB. That's kind of one of the big German train companies. TGV is one in France. Uh, in Spain, you'll see Renfe. Austria is uh, OBB. Uh, there's like Train Italia in Italy. So you can go to that individual train company and book your train ticket that way as well. And I'm sure that some of these probably also have apps as well with them. So, like Scott Rail does, um, I have a ScotRail app as well. There are choices, yes, and I know, because, and it gets very confusing. And again, this is where sometimes I think when it comes to this, if you really feel unsure, turn to a travel agent such as myself to be able to help you navigate this. You know, some of us will, you know, I've done things where I've booked just transportation for people in Europe, because it does get a little confusing, especially when you're looking at maybe doing a mix of trains, buses, ferries, renting a car. (laughs) It gets a little confusing. And you got to know what to do. But those are just kind of some general tips on like where you can buy it. Now, the nice thing is when you these with these apps, you know, then you just get your, your QR code and you just have everything on your phone. You don't have to worry about any paper. You don't have to worry about validating a ticket. I think in Italy and France, they still may have like, there's these little boxes kind of along the platforms and you have to validate your ticket before you get on the train. Like, I remember seeing that the first time that I took a train in Italy and I was like, what's everybody doing? And I think there were some young girls that there. They're like, you gotta go validate your ticket. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's like, I was a newbie. This was way back in probably 2000 an eight or something like that having it on your phone and having it that way, then you don't have to worry about that. It's super, super easy to just have your QR code, that's your ticket, and they just, you know, they come through and they scan it. So it's it's really easy. So the other thing to know is a lot of times when you leave, when you get off the train and you're leaving the train station, usually you, a lot of times you have to go through a turnstile and you have to scan your ticket again. And that's just to make sure that anybody that, that they didn't get on on the train actually had a ticket. So that's just another little note to be aware of as you travel by train. So hopefully that kind of is clear as mud as far as like just like getting your tickets and buying your tickets and and in some ways then using your tickets. I always find going to your aggregates, maybe like a rail Europe or train line first is is good. Practice, and again, there will be links in the show notes for those places. But there are going to be those companies or those countries that you're going to travel to that you are going to have to go to the individual train company in that country to buy a ticket. So clear as mud, right? Speaking in about uh, three minutes' of time, we'll be arriving into Haymarket, changing of station to the north, including Aberdeen, Dundee, the Five Circle. Okay. So what about the actual like traveling by train? Like, is there an etiquette? Are there things that I need to know? So first of all, I would say this. First class versus second class. Let's cover that first. Most of the time your second class tickets are going to be fine for most for most of your your journeys. You don't need to go first class because <sighs> It's just maybe, not, I mean, yeah, the seats are a little bit bigger and nicer. A lot of times you'll see business people doing that. It may be quieter. So, you know, if you, if you kind of want a quieter car, you may want to splurge for it. But most of the time, it's really not worth it. And if you really kind of want to be with the locals, you're probably going to just want to do second class. Most of the time, it's perfectly fine, especially if you're just going for a couple of hours. Even a longer train, you know, maybe doing a three or four hour train ride, you're going to be fine doing second class. So unless you really kind of want to have a little something extra, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's not like flying. Let's put it that way. There's not like a huge difference. So second class is usually fine. The next thing is, well, do you get a reserved seat or not? Sometimes on some journeys, like longer journeys, you'll get a reserved seat. So you need to be sure that you get on the right car you know, A, B, C, D, whatever, and then get to your seat. A lot of times you can kind of choose if you want to be like, I always put like near the luggage rack or that you want a window seat or an aisle seat. Maybe you want to sit at a table, maybe you want a rear facing or a forward facing. You can kind of choose a lot of that stuff. So you can kind of make those sort of choices if you will in the type of seat that you want. So some of them will be reserved longer journeys and then some of them won't and that's usually shorter journeys or just maybe kind of more regional regional trains and that'll be just like you just grab whatever seat is open. The one thing that I want to point out is when you are kind of at the station and you're kind of looking for, okay, what platform, where's my train coming in? A lot of times they don't put up the platforms until maybe like 20 to 30 minutes before your departure. So keep your eyes on the on the board and also be aware that you know, you may be going from, let's say, Rome to Florence, but the train may be ultimately, let's say, going to Bologna. So it would be going beyond Florence. So Florence may just be a stop along the way. So you may not see that the train may say the Rome to Bologna And you might be like, well, where's the Rome to Florence? I did this one time. So so don't make the same mistakes. It's like, where's my train? I don't see a Rome to Florence train. Well, it's because the train was going beyond to Bologna or Milan or whatever. So make sure that you also kind of look at like the train number. It's like your flight number and make sure that that's what you're looking for. A lot of times they will put like calling at, and then they'll list all the different stops that it will make. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It seems to be something that I've seen more than what I used to. And the nice thing about the apps is it will also give you the ability to see the stops and you can actually track the train in real time. So if your train is coming from somewhere, you can actually see whether or not it's going to be on time as well. So those are kind of some nice things about it. But Keep your eyes open. Unlike flights where I feel like, you know, usually they have their the gate maybe up an hour or so before your your flight is going to take off because of boarding. It depends, maybe even two hours beforehand. With train travel, a lot of times it's more like 20 or 30 minutes. And sometimes it is as little as 20 minutes. And if you're in a big station, you just need to be aware of being somewhere central so you can see where your platform is and you know which way to go. Which kind of leads me to another tip. When you do get to the train station, always be sure that you give yourself enough time, especially in bigger train stations, little small train stations. I'm thinking about when I was in like Pitlockery, Scotland, there were two platforms. (laughs) So so there's like, you don't have to really worry a whole lot about things there. So and I've been in places where maybe there's like four platforms. So you don't have to worry so much in some of the small stations. But when you're in those big cities, I mean, Milan is a big station, you know, the, the Paris stations are big. The um, yeah, London is big. Edinburgh, Waverly is pretty big. So you need to kind of like get there and get a lay of the land. So you know, like which direction like different platform numbers are so that when yours comes up on the board, you're like, okay, I need to go in this direction. I know that this is a way. And so you're not like all confused about which way to go get a lay of the land first. That's kind of another tip. The other tip is in the big cities, please be aware that there are typically more than one train station. So like Milan has a couple, Rome has a a couple, uh, London's definitely got a few. So be sure that when you are booking that you look at the train stations and make sure that they match up. So, for instance, Rome Termini is, is kind of considered the main train station in Rome, but there's also Rome Tiburtina and Rome Astiense. So, and, and Tibertina would probably be one of the other main ones. You need to make sure that, like, if you're, you know, maybe you're getting in the taxi, like, I need to go to the Rome train station. Well, which one? Termini is probably the main one and the one, but there are other ones. So be sure to... Check your ticket and make sure that you are going to the correct train station to catch your train. And if you're making a connection there or if you've booked like two separate tickets, like maybe you're going from uh, Florence to Rome and then Rome down to Naples, but maybe you booked it as two separate tickets, make sure that they're both from the same that you're going into, you know, Rome Termini, and then you're going to go back out of Rome Termini, and you're not going out of another one. So double check that because typically they do have more than one train station. So be aware of that. Okay, what else? What other tips do we have for train travel? So when you get on the train, what are some, is there like any certain etiquette? Like I said, if you don't have a reserved seat, you can sit anywhere. Be sure to use the luggage racks and the overhead kind of little racks as much as possible so that you aren't putting your bag in a seat. I tend to do that uh, if it's not very busy on certain kind of, you know, train train rides that I've been on that are just not very full. You will get on some trains that can be very full, especially in the height of the travel season. So be sure that you are being polite and you always keep the seat next to you open and you're not like using it just to hold your bag. So that's kind of one thing. The other thing is when you are ready to get off the train if you do have to like collect luggage and things like that so let's say you've got you know a, a more of a check size bag and you've got it the luggage rack it's always a good idea if you are getting off at one of the intermediary stops like at maybe at a smaller town to get up, get your belongings and kind of wait by the door before you actually arrive in the station because sometimes those stops can be pretty fast. So get up, get your stuff, you know, as you know that you're getting close to the station and they'll even like kind of put it over. Or again, if you're following on your, your phone and you see, okay, well, we're, we're probably about two minutes, three minutes out, five, you know, from, from getting into the station, I need to get up and collect my things and get ready and get my bag. And so I'm standing by the door so I can get off the train. If the train is terminating there, it's not as big of a deal um, because obviously the train's not going to be moving on. Or if you're just making a bigger stop, like if you're on you know, a train that maybe is stopping, like going from maybe Rome to Bologna, the Florence stop, because it's a big city, it's probably going to be, it's going to be a little bit longer, they're going to allow a little bit more time for people to get off the train and for people to get on the train. So in that case, you might have a little bit more time. But I always find it's good. You know, it's like, okay, the train should be pulling in in a few minutes, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get my bag and I'm going to go get by the door. And that way, I'm like ready to just get off the train as soon as it's there. So that's a big tip. I actually had a client who didn't realize this and missed getting off the train because he didn't leave himself time to get all of his stuff and get off the train. So that was a lesson learned. (laughs) I don't want that to happen to you. Okay, so if you are on a longer train ride, use your time wisely. Um, You know, I've been on longer trains, um, I think one of the first kind of Big train rides that I took was from Milan to Paris, and it was like I don't know, maybe seven or eight hours. You know, it's a good time to read, read up on where you're going. It can also be a good time to maybe strike up a conversation with uh, somebody else on the train. If you're on your own, if you're traveling with your travel buddies, it can be a good time for you to maybe kind of just talk about some of the things that you want to do in your next place. If you need to maybe brush up on a little bit of the local language, you can do that. I always recommend bringing your own food. They may on the, uh, certainly on the longer train rides, you will be able to get food, but yeah, you know, the food's kind of, kind of like airline food, (laughs) maybe not the best. Um, You can certainly get like a snack or something like that, like, you know, a soda or a cup of tea or coffee, but I always kind of find it's a good idea to maybe um, pack your own food. So if you're able to, pack uh, something, pack a picnic, pack a lunch or dinner, depending on when you're going to be traveling. A lot of times the train stations, the bigger train stations will even have like little markets and stuff where you can pick things up or get some takeaway food. So it's good to maybe uh, utilize that and that way you've got something for, for the train journey. And for overnight trains, you know, this is something I've never done, but you can book you know, a room or a roomette. It may be that you are sharing a room with a few other people. You may just get a seat and you might be fine just sleeping upright. So maybe you don't get you know, kind of the separate room, you have to kind of choose what works best for you know yourself best and how you are going to cope with sleeping. It may be worth it to upgrade to get yourself into something where you at least have a bunk that you can kind of get yourself horizontal. I know there are times where I've been on flights where I'm like, oh, I just want to be horizontal. So so it may be worth it if you're kind of a person like that where you're like, I need to be able to just lay down even if I only sleep for a little bit those tickets definitely for any kind of overnight train, you definitely need to book those well in advance. Above all, I would say that train travel is really a great Way to travel. It is a good way to get you from kind of the bigger city to bigger city. You can certainly get into some of the smaller towns. Again, I think just looking at the rail maps and really it, a lot of times it's just a simple Google search of Portugal rail map, Poland, rail map, and you will be able to see where the trains will actually get you. That way, if there is a small town that you're like, oh, is it on the, is it, can I get there by train or can I not? You can find out. And then you can plan accordingly as to whether or not you will have to get there by train, if you maybe can get there by bus. A lot of times, once you kind of get to a rail station, there will be maybe buses then that that you can get on to then take you to maybe, you know, outerlying destinations. Or you might be like, well, it looks like the places that I can't get, to, I want to go, I can't get to by public transportation, then maybe you have to consider renting a car. And I believe that I have an episode on just kind of the transportation in Europe that kind of just figuring out what is the best way to to go about figuring out what types of transportation. I find that... For a lot of people, especially if they're going to include maybe some some bigger to mid-sized cities, that train travel is a good option for part of their trip. But then if they want to get deeper into the countryside, into smaller towns, then you can then maybe turn to renting a car for that portion of your trip. So sometimes it's a little bit of a mix. But I love train travel and I was able, you know, I was able to get from Pitlockery to over to St. Andrews. Well, St. Andrews doesn't have a, this is in Scotland, does not actually have a train station. There's one nearby at Luker's, but then you can um, either bus or just get a taxi into St. Andrew's. But anyway, I was able to go basically from the St. Andrew's area all the way down into Windermere in the Lake District via train. So I was able to go from the Luker's train station down to Edinburgh, change in Edinburgh, and then get down into one of the other train stations near kind of the gateway to the Lake District and get on a little train that just took me over to Windermere. So I was able to get into some kind of, you know, kind of more, I don't want to say remote, remote places, but smaller places uh, via train. So it can be done. But It's not going to be possible in every country to be able to do that. So do your homework, really kind of look at the rail maps, see what's available, and then you can then book tickets. Again, you don't have to book tickets far in advance Um, for kind of small local rides. A lot of times you you can book things the day of. A lot of times, timetables, you know, a lot of routes will kind of run really regularly. So, you know, like if you were going between like Rome and Florence, you know, I keep coming back to that because I know that that's like a regular, you will see like regular trains going between Rome and Florence. So you can kind of look that way and see what is available. And again, you need to consider like maybe what time of year you're traveling as to whether or not you should book far in advance or if you can get by with maybe even like booking like the day before. All those things to take into consideration. There's a lot to think about with train travel, and I think for many Americans, um, and probably, you know, Americans and Canadians that, you know, we're not kind of used to maybe traveling this way, it can be a little overwhelming and intimidating. And again, that's where a travel planner, a travel advisor can kind of help you out with this. So if you are feeling a little bit that way, Please reach out, reach out to someone like me at wonderyourway.com and we can kind of help you figure it out. But train travel, it really is great. I mean, it's it's such a nice way to kind of see the countryside and it can be once you get on the train, you know, you know maybe you've got like a couple hours or whatever in front of you, you can kind of be like, ah, you can just kind of relax, which is kind of nice. So um, I think everybody should try to take the trains at least a couple of times on their trips to Europe, just so you can. Kind of experience it and see what it's all about. Chris Straeman is speaking. Next calling point will be Carlisle. Please change here for working to Whitehaven, Gretna, Dumfries, Station Newcastle via Hexham. Also change here for Lodge Motherwell, and Let's go So I'm sure that I've missed a lot. Um, I tried to kind of do a little bit of an outline, but I feel like So much of your train travel really does depend on what countries you're going to be in and what kind of routes you're going to be taking. But hopefully this was at least helpful as kind of an overview of what it's like and some of the things that you need to consider before getting on a train in Europe. So I kind of want to end this with a couple of things. Number one, I want to remind everybody that... Wonder Your Way adventurers are here. The first small group tour, Marvels and Tastes of the Dolomites in Italy, takes place June 16th to the 28th. And it's going to be amazing because we're going to one of my favorite places on the planet, one of the most beautiful places, in my opinion. I love this part of Italy, this sort of Sudtirol area, especially some of the places that we're going um, kind of along the Sudtirol wine route and going up to Roto and Alpi di Susi and San Vicente. Giulio de Marebe, so many beautiful places, going to some of my favorite places that I've been to multiple times. And obviously, I've been there multiple times because I really, really like it there. So my plan is to share with some of you who I just think would absolutely love it. And I can't wait to share really some of my favorite places on the planet with some of you. So you can go to wonder your way WonderyourWayAdventures.com and you will see the tour listed and you can get all of the information there. I will obviously have that link to the show notes in the show notes. I'm having a hard time talking this morning. So <laughs> anyway, there will be a link that you can go check it out. And again, if you have anything uh, that you want to talk to me about, you can just email me lynne, L-Y-N-N-E, at wonderyourway.com. I always answer every email that I get. And uh, yeah, tell me if I missed anything on the train travel tips. <laughs> and we'll be sure that we, we kind of add it into the show notes. What Else, what else? Um, I actually have something that I want to share. This is this kind of made me laugh. So this was shortly before I left Scotland. Just so maybe about maybe a little under a week before I left. I got this email that just tickled me. It just warmed my heart. And this young man took the time to write a, a pretty lengthy email. So um I'll read part of it. I'm not gonna read all of it. He says, Dear Lynn. I'm Luke from Sydney, Australia, and I'm just writing to say how much I love listening to the Wander Your Way podcast. I am planning an extended trip to Europe in the middle of this year and came across your podcast on Spotify a few months ago in the process of looking for travel inspiration. At first, I just listened to your tips episodes since none of the places you had episodes on were high on my travel wish list. But boy, has that changed. Also, and this is the part that makes me laugh. To be honest, I wasn't sure if a middle-aged American woman would have relevant travel advice for a young Australian man, but I was wrong again. <laughs> now that just made me laugh. Wasn't sure how to take that at first, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Then he goes on to say, when I listened to all the those general travel episodes, I wanted more of your friendly voice and your passion for Europe in my ears. So I kept listening and now I have nearly listened to all your episodes. According to my Spotify rap statistics that came out in December, I am in the top 0.5% of your listeners, and I'm very happy to be. And as a result of all my listening, Scotland and Northern Italy are now must visit destinations for me. So he goes on to say some other things, but he kind of um, ends with thank you so much for all the advice and inspiration you have given me through your blog posts and podcasts. They really are a listening highlight of my fortnight, and I love hearing the rituals of your travel updates, placing destinations on the map, etc. I cannot wait to be in Europe later this year and put your slow travel philosophy and all your advice into practice. Your enthusiasm and passion are so infectious, and I hope to be the sort of traveler you are. Appreciative of all experiences, excited by everything, and always kind. He says, wishing you a very happy new year and all the best for your next adventures. Thank you so much, Luke. I actually did ask him if I could read this out and he said yes. So um, I responded back and he was just super sweet. And I really appreciate when you all reach out to me and send me notes like that because I always have this like, is anybody actually listening to me? (laughs) So, So it's nice to know that people are listening and that I am offering up some good advice. So I hope that this one was, I felt like this is one this is an episode that I've wanted to do on train travel, but it is so complicated at times because it can be so different country to country and depending on where, where you want to go, that I hope that this at least gave you a little bit of advice and at least maybe some starting points to kind of deal with. The one website that I am going to throw out here as a kind of a final tip is to use a website called the man The man in seat 61 and really it's seat 61.com. So, but that's, this guy has been around forever and he has this website that just covers like everything you can't, I don't think you don't actually like book. He's not like a travel booking place. It is just a lot of advice. And then he will like link up to all the different places to go. It's an amazing resource. It's really great for, for any train travel. And like I said, he's been around for a while. I think he started this kind of just as a hobby and just as a way to kind of like put some information out there. So the man in seat 61, I think it's just uh, seat61.com is where to go. And you will find so much good information there. So much more than what I gave you. But he really goes into depth for, um, you know, all the different countries and where to buy tickets and everything. And kind of like me, he's like, yes, the train line and Rail Europe are some of the best places to sort of start with buying your train tickets. So yeah, he is a great resource and I highly, highly recommend it to you. So hopefully that was a little bit helpful and not too rambling. Um, Like I said, I'm still kind of getting back in my groove. Yeah. Travel by train. It really is a wonderful thing. Um, I always... Kind of like to be a fly on the wall and kind of listen to people, listen to you know conversations as much as you can. Depending on what country you're in, um, just be a people watcher on the trains. It's a great place to kind of see because uh, you know the locals. A lot of the locals, this is how they get around. And being able to kind of just be part of that local life for a bit, for a couple of hours on a train journey is amazing. So, travel by train if you can. Again, it doesn't work for everything in all places and all countries that you're going but it is a fun way to travel for sure. And I highly recommend it. On top of it, it's very eco-friendly. So uh, that's also a good thing to keep in mind is to be kind to Mother Earth. Let's see. Is there anything else? No. Um, just uh, if you want to support the show, you know where to find. There's that little coffee cup down in the lower right-hand corner where you can make a wee donation to the podcast and the blog so that I can continue to, uh, yeah, keep uh, Khaleesa's wonderful work. I know she's probably adding in some nice little sounds because I did pick up a little bit of train stuff as I was traveling. I've just kind of turned on my uh, little memo app on my phone and kind of caught a little bit of uh, ambient sounds, train sounds, people talking on the train. So uh, it's always fun to kind of listen to things. Um, That's uh, probably the benefit of traveling in a country such as, you know, the UK where uh, they're speaking the same language, it's like you can kind of eavesdrop on some conversations, (laughs) which sometimes are pretty funny. Anyway, I will let you go here and thank you for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you tuning in to listen to me ramble on about Europe travel. So until next time, happy train travel.